well, you'd have been expecting at this point a little bit of Herb Alpert, but we're doing a bit of an improvised podcast this week. Richard is away. Uh, so Dave Thomas and I are sitting by the banks of the mighty team this morning, aren't we? I, I think, um, hello everybody, by the way. Nice to be back. I, th- I think we're at what they call the confluence of the lemon and the team. The lemon aren't, and aren't the team. The um, foaming, two mighty rivers. The foaming torrent of the team is yeah. in front of us. We're at Town Quay. Um, now, but next to the... Um, the, the food kiosk here at Tanki, which is brilliant. There's a lot of people around. You'll hear trains, traffic, ducks and geese, other and people, and dogs, obviously. <laughs> Definitely because dogs. There's, there's yeah. a dog eyeing us up at the moment, frankly. Um, but there are always dogs on the podcast these days. Uh, it is the Yellow Army podcast. It's just a little bit different this week. Um, and, and hopefully as good for that. <laughs> Dave, are you over it yet? Like most people, no. No. No, we're talking, um, of course, about the playoff. We are uh, here. We are ten more than that. ten or eleven yeah. days uh, um, afterwards, and I keep bumping into friends and United <laughs> fans, and we all, before the words have even come out of our mouths, we just shake our heads and, you know, no, not, I haven't either. Not over it. No, not no. over it. And and um, I, I thought it was as, just about as bad as it could get when we lost to Exeter in the in the yeah. semi-finals in two thousand and eight. And then we had to drag ourselves up to Wembley for that mm. trophy final that no one wanted to play. Um, but I think, in a funny sort of way, because we've been out of the league so long, yeah. and we've been trying to get back, or this time around rather, and we've been trying to get back for quite a long time yeah. now, along with several other <laughs> clubs like wow. us. Um, it's the Wrexham effect, isn't it? Yeah, it, it, it's... No, I'm not over it, and, no. and I'm not over, and, and neither are, I think I'm, I speak for quite a lot of people, we're not over the anger of the decisions, um, the, you know, the, 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 way it, the way the whole thing yeah. went, you know, I mean, um, Mr. We, we was robbed. <laughs> we was, I mean, Mr Mather's decision to disallow those two goals, the Conservative estimate is it's cost Talk United a million pounds. Oh, I think, and the rest. And the rest. If you but, factor in the visits from Exeter, yeah. Swindon, Forest Green, Newport County, Bristol Rovers, Away fan receipts. Mm. It's a lot of money, isn't yeah. it? A lot of money that's gone down the drain. But you were saying you don't necessarily blame Mr. Mather himself. I I don't. I don't in a way uh, because a I've ne- I and you and I have never really been you know and hopefully never will be ref ref knockers. We 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 we, we don't spend our Saturday evenings banging on the table and saying how awful every single referee at Playmore is, even though we might think that one or two yeah. are, are not great. I think it's much more to do with the culture of refereeing in this country uh, and the way referees are being encouraged to referee and the way they're picking up marks to get them promoted. Yeah, because Um, he he has now been promoted to the league list, hasn't he? He he was the top marked referee in the National League last season and good luck to him. You know, I hope he has a great oh, career and, and uh, etc. He'll have us again next season or uh, something. He may and, well do. And he'll yeah, have a great yeah, game. Yeah. Incidentally, no he doubt. did our home defeat by Hartlepool in the league uh, uh, this season did. as well. Of course he did, so, yeah. uh, But anyway, leaving that aside, I just think that it's... And the Euros have shown this up, haven't they? Mm. The Euros have shown our refereeing, not our referees, because I think there's still a hell of a lot of good ones out there, but it's shown our refereeing culture up. This slightly overbearing, aloof, we know what we're doing, you yeah. don't. Um, uh, uh, they make decisions when you don't have to make them. You know, the, the, effectively, for the first two disallowed goals, there, were, there wasn't a serious decision to be made. No. 
Yeah. Uh, the, the, the so-called contact with Joe Lewis on yeah. their guy was the sort of thing that you and I would encounter oh. trying to catch a tube station in oh, a tube absolutely. train in London any day of the week. Yeah. Um, don't get me wrong. If if Lewis had put his arm on somebody and sent him sprawling, I think he, both it's... of us would have gone, Joe. Why are you doing that? You know. But that wasn't the case. Uh, the second one, Cameron is there so early it's, and yeah. so much higher than everybody else. It's 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 a and then there's even less contact. Even on the less. One, and funnily it? enough, I hadn't twigged that on the day. The the as I was leaving the ground afterwards, some of the United players were coming out. Asa Hall, Gary Warren, Ben Whitfield coming out, and I was moaning and groaning and kicking the walls outside <laughs> Ashton Gate, talking. Talking. <laughs> it was you was it? Yes, it yeah. was. Talk, I was the one who was the only one arrested on the day. You know, well done everybody, by the way, for and great show of behavior mm. on the yeah. day we, we, we'll touch on that maybe in a minute but anyway I, I was still going on about the first goal and it was only yeah. the United lads coming out and said no the second one was worse Dave yeah. I, I assumed in the heat of the moment because we didn't have the benefit of replays or anything mm. like that did we on the day and I assumed that Cameron maybe had barged into it and, and, and they were saying no he was up way but of course when you saw yeah. it afterwards wow and the point I would like to make is that by giving Lucas Kovalan's goal, yeah. unforgettable as it was, what Mr. Mather was doing was that he was he was admitting that he was wrong for the first two, because everybody think, yeah. who's seen the playoffs, yeah. the replays of the th of, of Kovalan's goals, knows there was more contact in the box for that. Their keeper may or may not have been fouled. It was far yeah. less contact for the second goal. So if he allows that one. How the, how the hell is he disallowing the first two? Do you see what I mean? Imagine you know. the uproar if he disallowed that 95th minute goal. Well, well don't get me wrong. I, I, yeah. and, and look, referees are human beings. They have yeah. a very difficult job. They have to make all these decisions in real time, you know, etc., etc., etc. But we are getting something seriously wrong in this country and have been for a little while, actually. Mm. I think we all know that. Where almost any foul of any aggression is a potential booking. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, um, uh, and... You know, stuff that. What what is the commonest refereeing shout in the Euros at the moment? Play on. Play on. Eh? There's an awful. There's a Hallelujah. lot. Hallelujah. There's a lot of pretty robust stuff going on, isn't there? That referees are allowing well, to carry on, which is what we want to see. Ex exactly. And what they're doing is, which all referees used to be allowed to do, was using their judgment and their yeah. discretion. And nearly every, and maybe actually every law still of the game, still has in the opinion of the referee yeah. written into it. Well, for Christ's sake, let them do it then. Yeah. You know, I mean, uh, I think we've, you and I have never been a great fan of VAR, and we're quite pleased that Plainmore is still a VAR free zone along with most of the other lower divisions. But that's because we've been so horrified by the way it's been used at Premier League level. We're, you know, yeah. and you, and you see it being used properly in the Euros, and you yeah. go, oh, well, that's not too bad. That's much more sensible. So that only reiterates the point I'm trying to make: is we are getting it wrong yeah. here. Well, it's been, I mean, in the Euros, it's being used quite sparingly, it, and as it, as you say, it's been used quickly. There aren't. I mean, there've been one or two. I mean, the, the Wales, the sending off at the end of the Wales game. There's that brilliant clip that's gone around social media of Gareth Bale standing just behind the referee, basically tapping his foot and um, swearing a little bit, waiting for the referee to make <laughs> his mind up. But most of the time, they've been pretty quick. The referees have gone over to the pitch side monitor sparingly. Yeah. 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 Um, There's yeah, clearly we... good information coming to them through their mm. earphones. In other words, look we think we may have something are you happy with your decision and clearly quite a lot of the time the referees are going no i had a good look at it i'm happy yeah. with my decision i'm not going over to have another look at it mm. that that's happening yeah. well at the moment in the premier league in this country 
it's 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 happening far far too much and i think the people at the top of our game in this country the mike riley's and the david ellery's at the people have got to have a serious look at themselves because they're the people putting our referees under pressure to referee in a certain way do you think that's because the, the financial stakes are just so high in the premier league the difference between a, a draw and a win in the Premier League, well, it shouldn't is, be, should it? It, it should have nothing it to do with it. Be, but there's so much pressure because there's so much money tied up in that game and, and reputations, and, and I, I think referees are under pressure, and they're using VAR as a fallback because they don't trust their own judgment because the stakes are so high. Well, you may you may well have a very good point there, and I, and I, and I, I just. You know, we, we will have to move on from Ashton Gate sometime. Uh, I can't imagine <laughs> it happening anytime, anytime soon. soon is it? But, no. but um, because we've got another season to, to, to come up, and and I think it's also before we sort of get up too down on it all, uh, is that you have to remember that the following season, and this is going to be an interesting thing that that we we will all have to concentrate on soon. Yeah. Is that at the start of the following season, 2008-9 after losing to Exeter yeah. in the semi-final. In other words, the last great disaster. <laughs> um, United made an absolutely dreadful start to the following season. I think they only won yeah. one or two of their first seven games. And they ended up getting back into the playoffs with a hell of a run towards the end of the season. And of course, as we all now all know now, went up by beating Cambridge at Wembley. So, in Bucks other words... was under massive pressure at the oh, beginning of that season, wasn't he? Huge. It was, um, it was Tim Sill scoring against... Uh, Northwich Victoria, Victoria, a penalty in the last minute. United, United couldn't basically hit a cow's backside with a banjo for weeks and weeks and weeks, and they finally played Northwich Victoria, pardon, yeah. at Plainmore, and it's one all, and it's another disaster. And Sills put that last-minute penalty away, and to this day I seem to think it was quite a controversial penalty. Uh, Northwich were outraged. Yeah. We beat Northwich 2-1 that night, and they went on an unbeaten run of 16 games from that. How, how weirdly seasons change. And we ended up getting into the playoffs, on the, confirming our place in the playoffs, I think, on the last day of the season, beat Burton, who were the champions of yeah. Plainmore, and then obviously we went on to play Histon and then Cambridge. So, in other words, in the wake of what's just happened, it may well be a week or two, particularly when you think of how short the close season is, and we're going to touch on that in a minute, aren't we? Yeah. Um, that it, it may not click straight away at no. the start of next season, and we've got to, you know, be maybe that, be, maybe yeah. be prepared for yeah. that. Because what well, I mean, one of the things that's going to happen, another takeaway from the the playoff defeat is that the squad has kind of, not falling apart, but with the squad, there are several big names have left that squad now. Lucas Kovalan's departure. Uh, which happened just before last week's podcast. Um, surprised about that or not? I no. mean, he's obviously been on the radar for quite a few clubs, hasn't I, I, he? I think one thing worth worth mentioning is that both Lucas Cobblan and Kyle Cameron, great lads, the pair of them, yeah. bought into the United thing mm. big time. By the way, I think some of the criticism of Cameron leaving is a bit. I think over it's the been top. outrageous. I was going to come um, to that in a minute. I think it's been absolutely uh, uh, outrageous. Yeah, um, this is a guy who, you know, came down from Newcastle with his, mm. you know, his great mate Sean McDonald. You and I saw at first hand how wholeheartedly they threw themselves into yeah. the whole business of playing for Torquay. Um, uh, uh, but uh, I know Kyle Cameron's agent has been um, busy, shall we say, for yeah. quite a long time now. He nearly left in January, could have left in January and didn't. And I didn't because, know that. Yeah, because yeah. he wanted to stay and try and see this through yeah. and, and, and get Torquay up. Uh, Kovalan's agent is exactly the same. 
they're dealing with two players. Lucas Copeland's a football league goalkeeper. Yeah, yeah. We, we just kind of hoped it would be with us, didn't we? Exactly. So it hasn't happened. Mm. Um, these things have happened many times down the years, not just at Torquay but at other clubs. Carl Cameron comes from Newcastle. And I think another thing worth mentioning is people should, uh, I think, have underestimated the effect of, of professional footballers in the lower divisions mm. playing through the last year, 18 months, in these very tightly controlled bubbles. Yeah not being able to go home and see their folks, folks not being allowed to come down and see them, seeing their families very sparingly. Mums and dads, brothers and sisters, kids in some, and, yeah. par and partners in some yeah. cases. They have, you know, this has been a very, very stressful and difficult time for them. I know, you know that those of us who sit on the sidelines and many, many people have been coping with similar issues, haven't they? Absolutely, of course yeah. we get that. And everybody says, well, they're only playing football for a living. Christ, they should be lucky that they're carrying on. Yes, okay, maybe. Yeah. But so I think you're in a culture, a culture, you're mainly in a situation at the moment where quite a lot of players who, who are in this situation, and of course when you play for Torquay, the chances are you're going to be quite a long way from home yeah. most of the time, that a few of them may be going, I'd quite like to move, I'd quite like to be a bit, yeah. a bit closer back home. And if the contract situation is okay, yeah. and I know Cameron actually was offered more money at at least two other clubs. Really? So, yeah. so yeah. Notts County must have ticked quite a lot of boxes for him. Mm -hmm. um, uh, you know, he was a free agent. Uh, um, you know, and and so I don't hold it against him. Uh, he's not a mercenary as such. And anyway, okay. if you're a lower division footballer and you play as a pro from 18 to say 32, whatever it is, 14, 15 year career, the chances are you're going to play for four or five or six clubs during that time, yeah. aren't you? There you are know? very few one-club men left, aren't there? Very, very happen. few of them. It doesn't them. really no, it happen doesn't. anymore, no. isn't it? In fact, if you are a one-club man, it probably means that you're a steady Eddie rather than a real mm. top player because it means that you know a load of people haven't come in and tried to sign you. No. Um, but... Uh, uh, no, it, it's. Uh, I think people have been a bit hard on on, yeah, on, on I mean, Cameron, certainly. I mean, um, geographically, you can understand it from a point of view. I think what not hurts people, but what irks people sometimes is when a player goes to one of your rivals in the same league, a team that we've already put to the sword this season. Absolutely. Um, and get but, that completely. I think that was that was what sparked the initial criticism. A was obviously he came out with quite an emotional sort of. Yeah. farewell message which I know for a fact he meant oh you, any, B, anybody who's met Kyle and quite, Sean for that matter yeah. the, the, the likely lads yeah. will know you know their hearts were in the club very they much were. And, and and but this is this is professional football yeah um, and if most people United fans were suddenly offered um, half their money again you know increase or in some cases, when United players have left, doubling their wages. Mm -hmm. What and you put that to the average supporter and said, "What? No, you're not going to do that because you want to stay and watch Torquay play." I think most of them yeah. would go, "No, I think I might move for that." That's true. Um, and so and there some, you go. Some of the language on social media that's been used about Kyle is—I mean, people need to look at themselves, really, don't they? No, that's, that's just come on, it's absolutely it's no need some for of the it. garbage that, no that, that, that it. people should just ignore and, and they should get a life, yeah. shouldn't they? But, absolutely. Um, and and it may happen again. Uh, you know, Ben Whitfield, there's been a lot of speculation about Ben Whitfield, yeah. linked to, with Bradford City. Mm -hmm. um, we'll see. Again, Ben Whitfield's born and brought up. Bradford City was his boyhood yeah. club, actually. He was there as a, as a kid, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. Uh, and, and didn't make it. Uh, he, he's, he's gone away, made a career for himself. Now the speculation. You know, he comes from Bingley, I think, which is, you know, not all that far from Bradford. You know, that, that sort of thing may play, well play a part of yeah. it. Yeah. 
um, and uh, we may not have seen the last of the departures yet. This Hopefully is the, not. But it's the uh, time of the season when just stuff flies around, with the internet being what it is. I mean, there's a story going around that Bradford's manager has said that Ben Whitfield isn't part of his plans. How much you believe well, that? Well, a few I don't weeks know. ago, he was definitely joining Exeter City or Swindon Town. He was, Town. yeah. That was a dot on the card, Correct, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I mentioned to a few people who said, "Well, he's no, he's no. I've heard definitely. He's definitely going to Swindon Town." And I said, "Well, if I told you that the Swindon Town manager is about to resign after not refereeing a game and the club's in fairly major trouble off the pitch, um, oh, well." didn't know that did I I said well no but you've just told me that yeah. Ben Whitfield is definitely going to Swindon Town don't get me wrong I think we are, we are both in this situation never say never in football because no, the moment you say something is definitely happening or definitely not happening yeah. you set yourself up for a fall I mean we would hate to lose Ben wouldn't we although I mean he, obviously he's, he's had an injury blighted season um, but we would hate to lose a player of his calibre. Um, the other player that there's a lot of speculation about is, of course, Sean McDonald, goalkeeper. Yes. Again, a player who's a long, long way from home. Uh, maybe he's looking for a move back to the north, but I w- I speculation be... doesn't help, does no, it? No, I wouldn't be surprised. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, again, he, he's he's put three years of his life into this club. Yeah. You know, uh, and, and I know he's been paid, and it's a professional relationship, and, and uh, etc. But they've... Anybody, as, as, as we've just said, anybody who's known them and at close quarters knows how committed they've been. Yeah, yeah. The issue for Sean McDonald, I would have thought, is he's already had Lucas Cobbeland brought in yeah. two years ago. Um, and although Gary Johnson switched one to the other for quite a long time, he eventually settled on Lucas Cobbeland. Yeah. And if, if you're Sean McDonald, you might well be thinking, well, Lucas is gone now. Um, He's bound to bring in another goalkeeper. Yeah. That goalkeeper is presumably going to be pretty good and they fancy him. Have I got to spend the next year, 18 months or whatever it is, trying not to be the number two again? Yeah. And which doesn't look great on his CV going forward. Yeah, look, I mean, Sean McDonald's yeah. a good goalkeeper. He is. You know, he needs yeah. to be playing in somebody else's first yeah. team. And, and um, you know, good luck to him if he ends up opting for that, that yeah. chance. Talking of goalkeepers, um, it was good to see James Hammond involved with the squad, wasn't this it? This is a name that nobody, everyone should remember, nobody what, should forget. One appearance, he came on a sub when <laughs> Sean McDonald got himself sent off at Maidenhead, he did. didn't he? Uh, uh, was at Truro City, player of the year there, they thought the world of him down there. Yeah. Um, uh, and seriously good goalkeeper, obviously played at Exeter City for quite a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's been playing sort of with United on a non-contract basis for several months now. Very much involved in training and yeah. work over the last few weeks and months. Although obviously Cobbalan and McDonald were the, were ahead of him. He was part, part of the preparations for the playoff final, wasn't he? Absolutely, he was. Um, uh, very valued and uh, member of the squad. Yeah. People rated him very highly. So he may well be part of the goalkeeping. Roster yeah. next season wouldn't wouldn't write that one wouldn't off write at that all. One. and w- wouldn't be unhappy to see that either. No, absolutely. Good Telling keeper, me. decent keeper. So uh, t- let's have a little bit of an audit then. The players who have gone: uh, Billy Waters, Liam Davis. So, very sad to see Liam Davis go. But, yes, you know, I, don't know, it, I did a piece with him at Torbay Weekly this week, um, uh, and and uh, he, he's <laughs> what a very good player he yeah, was, and, yeah. and what a desperate way to have your career maybe he's still hoping to play again yeah. three ankle operations on the same yeah. for the same yeah. uh, three operations for the same ankle well it wasn't the same ankle injury his ankle was in such a desperate state interesting talking to him 
that, that moment I was there at Maidstone when he when he did it, trying to score an equaliser in the opposition penalty box, and his yeah. ankle, without going into too much gory detail, wasn't pointing in the right direction. No, and he nasty. reset it on the pitch. So when people arrived, yeah. to this day he's convinced that because his ankle was at least pointing in the right direction, yeah. um, everybody, the initial thought was, oh, how bad is it? Well, of course, as things have turned out, it was very bad very, indeed. Very bad, yeah. And, um, you know, uh, uh, what a good player. Uh, anybody who watched him at play more yeah. over those 18 months, yeah. two years that he played there, was Terrific glad player. he was part of it. And, um, and a hell of a nice bloke as well. So, yeah, so uh, I can't, uh, Owen Price and JJ yeah. both been let go. Uh, yes, after it didn't quite... I mean, what a desperate time it's been for those... Yeah. younger age group mm. of players they've given over Olaf Casella and Louis Slough another year yeah. which obviously shows that you know the, 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 the boxes they were ticking um, but we ha those players haven't been able to go out on loan and play for no. anybody over the no. last year which which was the key I mean Casella and Slough were at Dorchester and doing very well mm. before the drawbridge was pulled up yeah and so they basically had a horrendous year yeah. and um, no sorry to see JJ and Owen Price go um, two decent young Good players, players. And, but, um, and they will go and play I think Richard was saying on the podcast last week I mean they will go they'll get game time somewhere Tiverton Truro Bath somewhere like that at a, at a good part time a level de decent yeah, level and may wonder who knows they might one day force themselves back into the picture at a National League side Very or, or even a League 2 side Yeah, uh, Josh Umara not surprised particularly. He's one of my biggest frustrations. You if, thought if he was right going to do something. I, I was convinced yeah. all year that Josh Umara was going to finally deliver. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, I said, um, I even said this on the blog during the final. I, well, no, actually, he wasn't on the bench. He wasn't was he, on the bench, and and it just has never happened to him. I mean, I saw him playing for Ebbsfleet against us a couple of times with him and Gozi Ugwu up front. Gozi Ugwu went to Scotland in the end last summer and has done pretty well at Race Rovers, um, and. A real and a handful, yeah. You know, strong, fairly quick. Could turn on the edge of the box. Goal in him. Uh, it, even Gary Johnson during the course of the season, when I used to, he, he said, no, "You're absolutely convinced he's going to do it for us, aren't you, Dave?" And, and I kept going on. And he said, "Well, I tell you what," he said, "He's one of the best finishers in the club." Yeah. Of course, we never really saw that either, no. did we? No. There are just some some things that are just maybe not meant to be yeah. or just didn't happen but um and i'm he's one of the ones that you're a little bit worried that, and especially if andrew nelson who's obviously at the bottom yeah. of your list if he after a, a year in which he never kicked a ball in anger when you remember last summer he, oh, he was one of our he was the marquee, marquee signing, yeah. striker yeah. in yeah, yeah. from dundee yeah. in scotland uh, of course got injured in pre-season and never kicked a ball in anger and and um you know, might those two resurface somewhere else and we'd be Banshee. looking at each, at each other in six months saying, oh no, one of those jobs. You knew it, when Umara cracks one into the top corner from 30 yards at Plainmore. Don't go there. You'll be saying, you'll be saying to Gary, there. I told you he'd do something. Oh no, I will I never dream of doing that. I know what would happen. And uh, we, last week, uh, Richard and I were waxing lyrical about Matt Buse, who's been let go, who's... I mean, he's done everything that Gary's asked of him. Yeah, he just hasn't quite made the level that was required. At but, National League level, that's right. I mean, he's, he's played in various roles. He's been on the bench. He's gone out on loan. He had a rotten injury. He had a dreadful experience at the playoff final. and um, hit, the per hit, hit his penalty perfectly well. Yeah. Keeper just stuck a hand up and... and Hope for the best yeah, and, yeah. Got it, and got it. I remember a very similar penalty when United beat... 
um, Blackpool on penalties at, uh, at Wembley in 1991. Chris Myers, 18 years old, something yeah. like that, maybe 19. He, no, had, had he? He may have gone. He may have been to Dundee and come back then. He may have been a little bit older than that. I can but see him now in that enormous baggy shirt that they yeah, made him wear. Then that's right. Yeah. Running up. Yeah. And by his own admission, <laughs> everything crossed that could be crossed without falling over. Yeah. Running up, smacking it basically as hard as he could. Yeah. That's all he concentrated on doing. The goalie got a hand to it. Yeah. But he hit it so hard it it flew into the top right hand corner. A huge relief that he managed to put that away. Yeah. Matt Buse did more or less the same thing. Great contact on it, heading for the top corner. The referee, maybe it wasn't quite far enough away mm. from the from the keeper, throws an arm up yeah. onto the bar, and we all and the rest is history. Another player that you really hope is going to get a, a a decent deal somewhere. I'm sure he will. In, I'm yeah. sure he will. Yeah, and right and rightly so. So the players that we've got: Ben Winter, signed. Done. Uh, Dean Moxie yeah. signed, Asa yeah. Hall signed, yeah. Danny Wright signed, yeah. Yeah. Joe Lewis and Connor Lemonhay Evans on deals already. And, and what I think you probably you and Richard probably had a chat about Joe Lewis last week, did you? Tremendous what performance. A, what a, yeah. what, a, what yeah. a promising young defender he is. He's just got better, hasn't he? He's got better this season, better and better. I, 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 I like the look of him from the first moment he yeah. came in on loan. Not because he looked classy or anything like that, but... but Proper, proper young yeah. defender. Um, yeah, him. And so the, the players who've been yeah, offered... Lemon Havens, yeah. Sailor and Slough. Yeah, those are the... So Andrews apparently has agreed terms. Jake yeah. Andrews agreed terms, but I think probably maybe away on holiday or something like that. Okay. He hasn't actually done it yet. Armani Little is still a question mark, isn't he? Yeah, talking to him. I, I get the impression that Armani Little isn't busting to get away anywhere. No. But we're in the we're in the football close season, so yeah. never take anything for granted. Uh, Aaron Nemain. I seriously hope he resigns. So do I. Um, so do he I. is um, uh, there would be a fee for him if he left. Yeah. Because he's under 24. But um, before he got injured last season, how much had he come on from the, pre yeah. the previous year? Yeah. Um, and I think you and I are probably still in, in blank astonishment mm. at how, without either the pace of Remain or Whitfield on the wings, or Danny Wright up front for quite a long time, Gary Johnson managed to refashion a side that was good enough to go as, as, as far in as it did. And, um, no, we, we, I think we've got everything crossed for Nemain. There's a there's a goals of the season thing on the Talk United website at yeah. the moment, and all the headline grabbing goals are on there. Coverland's goal will win, obviously, but there's a goal that Nemain scored against Crawley yeah. in that cup, the 11 yeah. goal cup tie, yeah. which is an absolute peach. Yeah. It's a really great goal. It it won't win because Lucas Coverland <laughs> obviously will. But um, it's worth a look if yeah. you're. Um, if no, you're... He, he he's he's got his future in front of him, yeah. and if he keeps on developing at the rate he was last season, we he will go, and he'll go for money. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's not hope. Let's hope it doesn't happen in the next month or two. I'd like to see him put pen to paper. I really would. Like the look of Absolutely. him. Absolutely. Um, uh, various players getting linked with Torquay. This, I mean, social media being what it is. Josh Reese at Aldershot has been persistently linked with a move back to Playmore. We've had him for a while, haven't we? He was on loan from Nottingham Forest, I yeah. think, when, during his, his spell. And even when he went back then, at the end of that season, having helped to keep United in the National League under Kevin Nicholson, mm -hmm. uh, quite a lot of people were going, sign him, sign him, sign him. And it didn't happen for one reason or another. Went to 
was it Bromley first time around? No, Chelmsford. Chelmsford, Chelmsford yeah, Gillingham yeah. Uh, um, played games there. Very successful at Bromley, and yeah. another goal-scoring season from midfield at um, yeah. at, uh, at Aldershot last season. So um, we'll see. We'll we see. Will. Um, the other player that we a lot of talk about this morning, the scourge of Torquay United, Luke Molyneux. Scored their winner at Plainmore. Yeah, scored um, a penalty at Ashton Gate. He did, yeah, having, been, having been brought on. Wasn't in their starting no. team. At, at, uh, I tend to, and unless people have missed something big time, I always tend to be a little bit worried about players that aren't actually in their existing club's first team. Yeah. Um, I, I, but um, no, he's, he's a very experienced uh, intelligent, wide player, can yeah. play on either wing, mm -hmm. um, wouldn't be unhappy if he came, but again, that's a player who would have to make a huge geographical is, move down to play more. It could all be smoke and mirrors, that, but if yeah. it turns out to be true, we'll claim it as a podcast exclusive. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. I mean, the fixtures come out next week, July the 7th, we see the 7th, fixtures. Um, I assume it'll be Yeovil and Weymouth over the um, Christmas. Christmas and New yeah, Year period quite. again. Um, uh, and pre-season training starts. I think it's the nineteenth. Yes, that's the Monday, isn't it? It's the nineteenth. Yeah, and it's not course, long, is it? Well, it, what about if we'd gone up? Oh yeah. You know, the the, the EFL season starts yeah. on August seventh. At least the National League season starts on the twenty-first, a fortnight later. I mean, the story's coming out of Hartlepool at the moment. How they're scratching around for a team. He's, 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 you know, he my, hasn't got a team. At my, the my heart bleeds. Well, for him. there you go. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it, it it is a very very difficult yeah. and pressured situation. This uh, to say nothing of. How could you run pre-season on a traditional pre-season? Players only been away for five minutes. Yeah. Um, they they it, won't have been able to get away anywhere on holiday, will exactly. they? They'll, they'll, no, have, they'll no. have been camping in Newquay or something like that. Exactly. Yeah. Um, they'll hardly have been, you know, pouring the lager down themselves on a on a beach no. in Spain, will they? Um, uh, good luck to them if they yeah. have been made to. Um, but anyway, and then you know. Apparently, United are talking about half a dozen, seven pre-season games, well, that, that, including four at Plainmore. Only two Where are they going to fit all those in? Two have emerged so far, thanks to the opposition. Tiverton say that we're up there on August the 3rd, yeah. and Chippenham say they're coming to us on August the 7th. There you go. So those are the two that yeah. we know about. I imagine that uh, Torquay will announce something. Uh, Pool Town, I'm given to understand, is yeah. a very good shout. Um, <coughs> no, no details have been announced about that. Um, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, I, I would think that, I mean, obviously the pr prices have, have come out now this week, but things like pre-season matches must be announced within the next few days yeah. because you, you're getting to the point where it's... Probably this know. afternoon, Dave. The, this, the <laughs> podcast, podcast goes online at three o'clock and, and announcements invariably follow that we always end up looking a little bit daft but um, by the time there. you listen We've to this <laughs> you might um, you might already know um, so I mean it's, there's, there's always a lot to talk about here but talking United wise we're kind of you know it, it's it, it's kind of it's that awful limbo period isn't it before anything actually starts happening um, it, it's, it's very sorry. The Euros are keeping us busy, though, aren't they? Thank goodness for that. Uh, yeah. Um, it, it's, it's it's always a, a 
a funny season, isn't it? The close season is a funny old season. Um, we've got the Euros, we've got the Tour de France, thank goodness, to, to keep you and I uh, um, what, what ticking a, what over. What about that Manxman well, the other day, though? Mark Cavendish, well, you know, a combination of <laughs> Mark Cavendish and Andy, Andy Murray have just yeah. proved the old saying of <laughs> better a has been than a never was. <laughs> Do you know They've what I mean? They've done all right, Fantastic. haven't they? Fantastic, yeah. absolutely yeah. brilliant. And when I think one or two of us cycli cycling cyclists know how ill Cavendish mm. has been over the last few years and how, how incredibly hard he must have worked mentally as well as physically to yeah. get himself back to the level where you can <laughs> pedal a bike at nearly 40 mile an hour we, surrounded by 150 other people. We should point out if anybody didn't see that in the stage into Fougere yeah. uh, the other day. Near the Mont Saint-Michel. Cavendish who hasn't won a stage in the Tour de France for a while, he won five 30 years. of them, five he hasn't years. won one yeah. for five years, he actually came through the pack with a magnificent sprint very emotional afterwards and um, as, as you say it's um, it's a, a step in the right direction for a senior gentleman everywhere isn't it? <laughs> it, it, I mean I, I'll be honest I didn't think we'd ever see him winning a stage again and neither did anybody, anybody else did, apart he, from he, him no he's actually won a couple of races uh, yeah. know, st stages of races earlier this season minor races but to win a Tour de France stage uh, uh, is just um, mind-bogglingly, you know, he, he is he is a real, real. This is an ex-world champion, of course. Yeah. The first British world champion, apart from Tommy Simpson, back in the 60s, um, and just a, a heroic lad. Yeah. Um, he would never claim to be perfect off the bike, no. and never has been. Uh, he's had his moments over the years, but uh, um, it's interesting that, that that so many people around the race not just British people have described him as probably the greatest sprinter of yeah. all time. Yeah. Now that is a hell of an accolade, isn't it? It is, when you put him up against a Pataki and people like that. Um, Cipollini's yeah. and, and yeah. you know, we, we can go back down through the years of Yuan Mizu's and people like that, you know. He's just a, he's just a great guy and, and, um, and well done to him and let's, as we speak, Andy Murray is presumably in a great deal of pain <laughs> about to get Absolutely. another rub down. But, um, but we digress, but talking, yeah. of, talking of senior footballers and senior sportsmen, it was very good. I was chatting to Donna Reardon for the pod a couple of weeks ago and he was saying that he's back in touch with a lot of those boys and we understand they might have been tuning in and watching the playoff final. Had a chat with Darren Moore the other day, Yeah. Uh, um, now manager of Sheffield Wednesday, um, and he was very quick to tell me that, that he and Donna Reardon, um, Lee Barrow, Paul Trollope, Paul Hall, who, He's a great in, name. In addition to being uh, um, the assistant manager of his country, Jamaica, is uh, uh, head of under-23s at the Queen's Park Rangers, Chrissy Curran, all that crowd from the 90s that took United to the playoffs in the mid-90s under Donna Reardon have formed a bit of a yeah. ex-player group, ex-United player group. And on June the 20th, they were all scattered across the UK and Ireland all watching, all linked up on their phones, all banging the tables and kicking the walls for their old club. Yeah. Um, and and uh, yeah, Darren, Darren still hasn't got over it, just like the rest of us. So um, he's been poorly as well, hasn't he? He had COVID. Yes, is he, he had COVID. Is he, is he well? He's fine now. Good. Yeah, he's, he's over that Good. now. Um, and obviously moved to Sheffield Wednesday from Doncaster last, yeah. last season. And Sheffield Wednesday had gone down. He's got to try and get them back up again. Um, but yeah, what a, a great. And it kind of, without getting too emotional about it, it, it just does underline 
how these players, we've been talking about Kyle Cameron's and Lucas Kovalan's moving on after a couple of years. Most of those lads were with United from 16 years old up until the yeah. time we sold them on. They've never ever forgotten their time at Torquay. Torquay is still, for many of them, their second clubs, or in yeah. many cases, even their first clubs. Um, they, they, they still have this great love and affection for the club. And that's the way that 11, 12 days ago it turned out. They were all sitting at home, like hundreds and well, probably thousands of other Torquay fans, banging on the tables, kicking the walls during that playoff <laughs> final at, at Ashton Gate. And uh, good for them. David, thank you. The, the, a session of banging tables and kicking walls here at Town Quay at Newton Abbott. The coffee is excellent from the yeah. shack here, by the way, if you're looking for somewhere to take in the scenery, the ducklings the, and the dogs and the what background have noise hasn't been too bad, has no, it? No, a couple, few trains, a few dogs, a few passers yeah, by. The, uh, yeah, well, at least one express has headed across the bridge up towards Exeter. And at least um, it hasn't rained. And it hasn't, and it hasn't, <laughs> and it hasn't rained. Um, no, uh, much to discuss. As ever. As ever, and we all look forward to developments, which yeah. I'm sure will be coming. There'll be. Uh, this um, I, I guarantee you, something will be announced <laughs> this afternoon. Well, it's always fine. the way. Uh, apart from anything else, uh, to shift those season tickets. Yeah, the club absolutely. could probably do with it, couldn't it? There's but, an um, enthusiasm about it, isn't there? But, yeah, uh, absolutely. And season ticket sales are never done any harm by two or three pretty decent signings, are absolutely. they? Absolutely. Uh, we've impro improvised this week's podcast there won't be a podcast next week because we're all trying to get in a few days off before football season starts again so uh, we'll give you all a week off next week Dave thanks for your company pleasure it's been fun and as ever come, come on, on you yellows, yellows.